Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The OG of Jets podcasting and vlogging is back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm back. The real me. Let's not, not make a whole thing of it. And his co-hosts, Chef Travis Milton. Today we're going to be making the students my tasty baked ziti with basil and fresh mozzarella. And Josh Conrad. Oh, my brother, testify. On Play Like a Jet Digital. Welcome back to There's Always Next Year. I'm your host, Brian Bassett. And with me, as ever, as always, my staunch and stalwart compone, uh, companions, that's the word, uh, are Josh Conrad and Travis Milton. Travis, so good to have you back. How you been, bud? Um, <laughs> been getting my butt kicked. I got pneumonia. Uh, oh, that's, no. that's been mm. a fun one. Uh, pneumonia and, you know, pushing through 140, 160 person parties every day. Um, nice. plus everybody's, you know, 20 person office family. Yeah. yeah or whatever. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. It, Secret uh, Santa gift exchanges in the middle of the restaurant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If, uh, if, if you guys have any family, uh, in the, in the restaurant or hospitality or even, uh, retail, um, Give them a little extra love in in this season. Uh, a lot of people don't realize how I know. I know this season's tough on everybody, but man, we just get pummeled. Um, mm. So, uh, so yeah, I'm alive, made it through. We're we're just pushing for that prize of January second. All right, buddy, you can do it. I know you got it in you. So, uh, so just like you're you're gonna limp to the finish. It looks like the Jets are gonna limp to the finish here of this season. <laughs> Um, after a bright spot against the Texans a week ago, the Jets travel down to Hard Rock Stadium and get um, brained by a rock. I don't know else, like something <laughs> they got brained by a Hard Rock. Uh, kind of literally, Jets lose thirty to zero to the Dolphins. Um, brutal loss. Team imploding on the sidelines. Players yelling. Um, you know, demoralized locker room uh injuries to the quarterback we're gonna get to all of it uh the, the line the offensive line is in their 11th iteration Travis we haven't had you for a couple weeks so can you just talk about like just talk about the line for a bit I'm just gonna basically say like I, look I had my daughter had her nutcracker performance yesterday so I saw the first half and then I, I knew it was happening once I, you know, once that first half happened, I, was, I know it's going to happen the rest of this game. I don't need to watch the rest of this game. I don't need to go back and, and watch this. I, I've, I've seen this game before, but like, 
Can we talk about the 11th iteration of this line and what it did or what it did not do yesterday? Because it was horrifying. It did not communicate. Like the, the lack of discipline and the lack of communication. When you see plays where Becton and Tipman are just letting guys go through, it's it's not them it's it's not them it's schematic it's coaching Keith Carter fucking sucks um he needs to go he needs to be gone i've i've said this since he got hired um i'm so sick of this guy the the offensive line i get it yeah injuries suck um but we're not the only offensive line dealing with a massive amounts of 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 injuries and we do have some talent on there Tipman's great um, Becton is is better than people say he is. Um, Lake and Tomlinson's had a pretty good year. Um, I'm I'm sorry. There's there you can't use that as an excuse. Like these guys are just getting completely out coached thoroughly all all around. Um, and it's really really sad watching it because you know it it's I, I've said it before as well like it's not like you said it's not Zach Wilson doesn't matter what quarterbacks in there it's just there's no accountability from the coaching staff it's it's all of the things that we've been saying for six eight weeks um it's just yeah same story different 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 week (laughs) different stadium okay Josh uh you watched part of it and then I think you you know threw up your hands and probably just enjoyed some time with your with your twin boys, but uh, yeah, talk about what's going through your game, uh, your head as you're watching this game uh, unfold. Just there. Yeah. It, especially after I last knew, week, right? Yeah. I mean, we've all gotten conditioned to, is this a game we're going to compete in or not? Um, my favorite thing to figure out is how soon in the game can I figure out if we're going to be in this or not? And there was a, a classic, classic, Zach Wilson drop back eight yards spin move right into a monster sack. Um, and I, I think I tweeted it or I texted it to somebody and just said, Oh, we got bad Zach today. We're going to lose game's over. And it might've been midway through this first quarter, midway through the early yeah. in the second quarter. Um, so very early we knew uh, we're not getting good Zach today. And if, you know, again, we can certainly talk about the line in other position areas, but um, if Zach's doing that, we're killing drives with 12 yard sacks um, if he just, it snowballs for him, it snowballs so quickly. Um, and he just gets stuck in his head, stuck in, um, bad rhythm or, you know, bad fundamentals. Um, and so it was pretty early that we knew what this game was going to look like. And it's strange because pregame, I was pretty optimistic. Um, when we heard Tyreek Hill was not going to play, um, started to sound like, man, now we've got our two great corners to really lock down, uh, Waddle. And if we can do that, um, you know, our run defense is, is, is not bad. Um, keep two in the pocket. Like we're going to be in this. And yet, um, I think it was 17 nothing in the early of the second quarter when Zach took that sack and I went, okay, well, this is not going to get my full attention for the rest of the day. Um, so yeah, we, we knew pretty early, um, that it was not going to be a competitive game. Um, and yeah, we're just like, it's the same, it's the Taylor Swift concert. It's just the same show in a different city, um, uh, every single week. Yeah. Um, so, Josh, one of the things we talked about last week was, you know, back in the consistency and right. I mean, the, the line was doing him no favors. Um, you know, they just were not yeah, blocking well, communicating as Travis was talking about. There was just, you know, too much going wrong. And I mean, 
I think someone screenshotted. I can't remember if it was in our group chat or on Twitter or whatever. But there was a there was a moment where I think it was Zach was basically like standing, you know, basically where the pocket should be uh, or behind where the pocket should be, and there were three or four completely unblocked dolphins that had just engulfed went right through the line just there was there was it was like the offensive line was three dolphins players or four dolphins players Uh, it was horrifying just absolutely horrifying and so just to you know i like i can't wait for this season to be over because i can't just keep i can't keep talking about how atrocious this team is week in and week out and how inconsistent they are week in and week out and you know like when you go to the post game and you you watch Robert Sala's comments and he's like, oh, you know, it's disappointing. You know, how you how are you doing over the course of the season? It's disappointing starting from the first tiers of the year in terms of how the offensive line has played. It's been a constant battle. I appreciate the heck out of these guys. And we have three games left to finish strong, you know, but like, are you kidding? And then it's like, oh, gosh, we had a best week, you know, last week. And it's like, you know what? Like, just please stop stop with this like nonsense just i don't understand uh, the play calling i mean when you've got an offensive line that that you can't rely on that you're looking at going they're not doing their job they're porous they're not communicating well that's when you that's when you absolutely start spreading out the ball that's when you go full mm-hmm. west coast you you protect right. the, the line by using the quarterback and zach showed last week he can do it he can he can at least you know, spread spread the wealth around, you know, and and not rely on early early running, um, and and the 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 play action that they were going off of on early downs. Um, I, I just don't understand it. It seems like it should be second nature of of you you scheme to protect the the most uh, vulnerable position that you have, and they're they're doing the complete opposite. Yeah, I, I mean. I don't get it either. And then, you know, they're obviously they knew they were going to have to steal some possessions, Josh, right? Like, mm-hmm. so they try with the fake punt and it doesn't work, you know, and, and hey, look, I get it. You're, you're trying to manufacture some, you know, some scoring. Um, but, you know, it was just that, that fake punt was so indicative of, of the course of the game and just like, everything we were going to see all, all game. So I, I don't know. Was there any, any one moment you mentioned kind of the, the Zach moment, but was there any bright spots in what you saw on Sunday or was it just all, you know, a descending bowl of nonsense? No, I, I really, I, I can't, I can't, nothing that, nothing that should be elevated to the point of calling it a bright spot. Um, nothing felt redeemed in that game or building momentum upon it. Um, whether it's, you know, just this beaten down, exhausted defense trying to get off the field and be off the field for more than three to four plays at a time. Um, whether it's the weird, strange Zach Wilson, is he thirsty or does he have a concussion debate? Um, yes. and that's, that's a pretty wide spectrum in between those things right before halftime, um, to Simeon in the second half. It just felt like we, we did not have anything go right in that game. Um, it felt Robert Sala's presser was just painful after the game. Um, just felt like 
Yeah, this is this is one where you burn the tape, um, but we've burnt this tape so many times <laughs> at this point. Like it's taping over the VHS tape to the point that it can no longer record, and you got squiggly lines running through Star Wars instead of watching it um, in its totality. It just we we need a new tape in this house. Um, we just keep taping over the same one with another <laughs> awful thing, and then the tape is ruined, and no one wants to go to Radio Shack to buy a new one. That's what it feels like today. Nothing, nothing stood out to me as a bright spot. Cannot, cannot give us any hope out of that game. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Here's a crazy stat. I don't even understand this stat. So the Jets played, I believe, I believe. 58, like the Jets had like 58 offensive snaps. The Dolphins had 61 offensive snaps. The differential Mm. between those, that number of plays was like, uh, you know, six and a half, well, 13 minutes, you know, basically 36 minutes to 23 minutes of time. And then hold for it while I look up the total yards. Um, The Jets had like a hundred and, 50 yards of yeah 50 and say what is it it's 103 right yeah oh yeah yeah i'm oh, not yeah. counting the sack so yeah but, but probably yeah 103 total yards to miami dolphins at 290 total yards so how do you how do you only make three less offensive plays than a team that you're playing yet somehow manage to score 30 less points have you know 13 less minutes time of possession and you know and they basically triple your yards they you know whatever there's no you can't quadruple zero but you know what i'm saying like in terms of the number of touchdowns like there was it, it just like i guess it was three touchdowns but like uh it blows my mind it blows my ever loving mind like how 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 this team just does some of these stats. And then, you know, I don't know if you saw it on Twitter, but Michael Nani was talking about how often this coach is blown out. Um, Robert Sala mm-hmm. has been blown out, yeah. with, you know, basically more than any other coach. And and I am fully in agreement. Mm-hmm. If you go find Michael Nani uh, on Twitter in this, this thread he wrote, but the idea is I, I'm a believer that coaching only helps on the margins um, like, yes, it would be great to have Shanahan as a coach, or yes, it would be great to have McDaniels as a coach. Um, but largely, most coaching is a non-factor. It comes down to the players. Well, most of most of the impact that coaches have on teams is towards the negative, right? It's, it's mostly a detriment. Like, most of the impact that they have is that they are limiting players from doing what they should do. That's my that's my kind of cynical approach on coaching. And like, I don't know how we can go this far and look at this coaching staff and not say that it is a drag on this team and their output. Like, I get it. Like, they don't have an offensive line. I get it. There's no quarterback to speak of. I get it. Like, they they don't have a second receiver of any worth or ability. But like, how do you lose this badly this consistently for this long like with and now with the sort of team defensively that they have so like i don't have answers i just have questions does anybody have answers to my questions because i don't have any no but i got another stat that'll blow your mind okay please how many all right i want you guys to guess how many of the the five lowest yardage totals that the team 
has ever had have come in the last three years. Oh, boy. I'm guessing. Go ahead, four. Josh. Four? Four. I'll say two. I'll say two. Dead, dead. You, you dead split it. It's three. Yeah. <laughs> the lion's share. Yep. We had 103 yards uh, against the Dolphins, 103 yards last year against the Patriots. And right. a wonderful game in 2021 where we only had 53 yards against the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> so so you're saying, saying it can get worse. Three of the, yeah, you're, you're saying, saying it can get worse. Get worse. <laughs> <laughs> saying it is worse. I mean, like, uh. I, I hate to be this guy. I want to talk about Zach and the injury and all that in a second here. But, like, I hate to be the guy – and I understand, like, you have an offensive system and you have things that you practice. And, look, I, like, I get it. This coaching staff is not great. Um, but, like, could you try to do different things? Could you try and, like, if you can't run the ball effectively up the middle and you can't pass the ball, like, could you, I don't know, like, try some rugby-style plays, like, try some wing <laughs> tee or, like, you know, wishbone offense. Like, can we do something even if it's, like, you know, back to the basics, like, you know, the, like the old Wildcat days. Yeah, like, can we do something that's different that actually might let them? I mean, th- they let Raheem Mostert twice run the same play, which was basically mm-hmm. just stretch to the edge, right? Like, so you're telling me this offense doesn't have a fast enough player um, and, like, you know, you couldn't use a receiver or a tight end as a blocker and kind of just – do something crazy where it's like, okay, all wide receivers off the field. Our only receivers out there are actually tight ends. We split them out or whatever. And then we just run these like kind of crazy pitch plays. I don't like just, I, I can't believe that I'm left. I'm so mad that this is what I am thinking about as I'm watching the game just totally melt and fall apart. But like, do, do you have these same thoughts or am I utterly crazy? I, I do, but it's from our side, right? So as as fans, as people that love this team, we're begging for any any sort of momentum. And yet we're, we're like, I think reminding ourselves, so, so for Sala, for Nat Hackett, um, for the players, like I said this a couple of weeks ago when quotes started coming out and things started flying and everybody's kind of starting to leak things through their agents to the press um, about some of their disdain or what their future is going to look like that just don't be shocked when, you know, everyone's suddenly just kind of out for themselves. And so I think at this point, putting anything on tape that looks Mm. embarrassing for Robert Sala, for Nat Packett, is just not going to happen. Like it's just going to be so vanilla the last couple of weeks of the season, get to the off season, say all the right things, get your, you know, Robert Sala can make all the excuses to keep his job. Like I get it. Like there's a self preservation aspect to this that um you know is that's that's the rub is that as fans we have a different agenda than coaches and players do um and that's super tricky to manage Mm. when you're losing because we want the team to do anything they can to win and yet these guys are not probably going to potentially make themselves look even more foolish in the hopes that another team next year wants to still hire them so um it's not shocking to me. It is frustrating. Um, but the fact that, you know, we're even having this conversation should indict all of this coaching staff to not be back next season, save maybe Jeff Ulbrich. But um, mm. I think everybody else is just in self-preservation mode. Do you think, Travis, this team is like this team, this coaching staff is safe? Like, are we held hostage by Aaron Rodgers at this point? Like, 
it just feels like, you know, oh, he's safe. It's assumed he's safe. But, like, can they just go and get destroyed the next three weeks and then we actually have to have a conversation? Or is it just, no, everybody's safe. Don't worry about it. I I really do think everybody's safe. Unfortunately, I don't think that Rodgers is going to do anything with Hackett because Hackett's going to do what he wants him to do. Um, I don't think Salah's going anywhere. I, I, if it was me, like I would even, I, I would go one step further and just admit that this whole fucking thing has been a debacle. And, and you can look at it and, and say that it has been and tell Aaron, thanks, but no thanks. We're just going to go ahead and, you know, start from scratch all over again. Hold the pin on get, this. Yeah. Yeah, dude, go go get Brian Callahan. Get him to bring his dad along. Fix the offensive line. Draft some linemen. You know, push through with freaking Andy Dalton or some dumb fucker at quarterback that can't throw. Can be old. I mean, you saw what Flacco did, it. you know, for the Browns, you know. Um, push yeah, through till we can get a decent quarterback. We're obviously going to have high draft picks for the next couple of years, so don't, don't be scared that we're not going to have another shot at a, mm. a, a quarterback that we can screw up again. Um, draft high and sell low. You know, I, 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 it's, it's just, yeah, I got Aaron Rodgers has it, has it all hamstrung. And I think we all knew that this was not just a possibility, but a probability, uh, especially when the first, uh, first domino to fall was Hackett getting hired because, uh, I'm, I'm going to go out on them and say something insanely crazy right now. I I think Adam Gates could do more with this team than we're seeing. Oh my God. I uh, 100% think that he could. Um, oh, no. I, I am just sick of this coaching staff, like just not, not coaching to the talent that we have. They, they, it's, it's like, it's like trying to, trying to run a Mexican restaurant with a bunch of dudes that have been cooking Austrian food for, for their entire careers. It's, it's just square, square peg, round hole. Like it's, it's just maddening. But yeah, I, I, I'm at the point where fuck it, change the team name, get rid of the uniforms. Somebody, somebody lock up Woody Johnson. Let's, let's just start completely from scratch. Lock him up. Yeah. Lock him up. Yep. The emails. <laughs> just rally. Let's, let's find his emails. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. We got to talk about this weird Zex Wilson situation. We're taping this early afternoon on Monday. So we don't know what's gonna get said uh, to the media later. So we're just gonna, you know, whatever, f- fly by the seat of our pants and figure out what happened. Let's talk about what happened in the first half. So Zach is in there. The line no shows him. He's, he gets, uh, you know, hit repeatedly in in his whatever first 10 15 snaps whatever it was hits his head on the turf um and uh or you know falls down i i can't, i don't remember if i saw the replay of him hitting his, his head on the turf but goes to the locker room early like he's kind of on the sideline um you know whatever figuring things out the offense you know the offense i guess moves on with adam with simeon in there it's no different worse um but but then we get this weird sideline report that you know that there's some hydration issues that's why he's going into the um he'd been in i think the medical tent and then goes into the locker room um to get hydrated 
But then we get this, you know, report afterwards that he actually was, you know, in the concussion protocol. So like, Josh, what are we to make of this? How are we, how are we supposed to read this situation? Is this, is this just as it appears and we just should take it at face value? Or are there more things underlying all of this? I, I am, I am baffled. I am baffled by how and why this coaching staff and franchise covers for Zach um, to the point of if if there's an actual injury, why are we either covering it up or if it was hydration, then who said head injury? Um, like the, the leaks in the organization are a problem. Um, the way that things are communicated clearly are not orchestrated um, with any sort of game plan. Um, everybody's just kind of saying stuff. Um, and so I don't know. I, I think it was Schefter said initially hydration issue. And then Ian Rappaport said head injury. Um, just the, the, the massive difference in those two injuries or situations is very confusing to understand what exactly happened with him. Um, if he was in the tent and then said, I'm thirsty, like, why does that rise to the level of we got to get him back to the locker room as if we're playing, you know, in 120 degree Miami on September 3rd? Like, I don't understand what, what, why the hydration thing, if he was cramping, like, I, like I don't understand the covering um of of this guy. Um it's it's just all been very bizarre. And it's from Salah's pressers to again how injuries are being reported, what actually happened and when. Why can't we just say, Yeah, he, he hit his head and we we want to evaluate him more? Because that's clear cut. The hydration thing coming into play is super confusing. Unless we're gonna go go get some of Tom Brady's anti concussion water. Uh, and and cut this. Oh thing no! Off I thought that was Russell Wilson's. Does Does Tom oh, Brady have anti concussion water too? I'm sure they, they both, both do. have. They both have, do. Have they both do. MJ's right. MJ's special stuff. Um, from Space Jam. Yeah, I don't know what what the actual incident was. I don't think anybody does. But the fact that there were two different reports about it is just evidence that things are just a mess and are not getting better. Um, people are just saying whatever they think, and I don't know why there were two massively different things reported at the same time. Very confusing. There was a third. They said he had a wrist injury first. Oh, I must have missed that one. Yeah. They they said he had a wrist injury because he was on the, on the sidelines messing with his wrist. And then they said it was hydration. Then they said it was a, a, a head injury, but he wasn't in concussion protocol. And now they say that he might have been in concussion protocol. Yeah, it's, it's the best. The best person who has the story kind of the most is Jeff Darlington. You can find mm-hmm. him on Twitter, or you can just like Google Zach Wilson concussion, head injury, <laughs> whatever, uh, hydration, and and what you'll find is an article on the big lead, um, and basically, you know. It's it's like a lot of things, but basically here was here was Darlington's final update on this. So he says final update. So per the Jets, he left the first half early because of quote hydration. He didn't come out for second half due to head injury, but wasn't being but wasn't yet being evaluated for concussion. He then entered concussion protocol for the second time of the game and was ruled out. So like 
So that that's how it ended. But how, here's how it all went down. So first at, you know, whatever, 2.45 p.m., Jets PR tell me Zach Wilson went into the locker room, not with an injury, but hydration. Okay, so that was uh, Wilson not under center to start the second half. Um, then PR tells me that he's out with a head injury. Uh, does that mean he's in a concussion? No, he, he's not in a concussion, and he's not in the protocol. Then he's out of the game with a head injury, right? And, like, it's just like mm, – the 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 staff like it's like what I think Josh what you were kind of um, alluding to is like sometimes you when you like when you lie you can't keep track of what's actually true anymore and what's a lie mm-hmm. anymore and this is this is to me this feels like one of those situations I don't know maybe they're doing their best um, maybe they're you know maybe <laughs> maybe everybody's doing you know like doing what they're told or whatever, but it just, it feels to me like one of these situations where, you know, just they can't even keep track of what's true and what's false. Do you agree or disagree or I don't know. Am I so cynical? No, I don't think that you're so cynical. I do think that there's, that's, that's the, it's just strange. Like if we're constantly in this coach speak world with a quarterback who is so fragile that we have to, constantly present to the media that we're behind him and that he's learning and that, yeah, he wants to take some of those back, but he's, he's harder on himself. Like we've been doing this for how long? Like it's just rinse and repeat. And so even, even the, the dysfunction down to, okay, if he had a head injury and he's in the concussion protocol, then just say that no one's going to fault you as an organization for just going, yeah, he had a head injury and he gave a really weird answer in the tent. So we wanted to bring him back and do some further evaluation um, or if it's a wrist injury, then just say it's a wrist injury. Like why there's now, you know, I didn't even realize the wrist injury part, but three different reasons just speaks to the fact that we're covering something for him that I don't understand. Like, why can't we just call a spade a spade and say that he's a young quarterback who's not progressed. And so we're going to go to Trevor um, or, you know, he had a, he had an injury at halftime. So we're running Trevor, like the, the in the inconsistency and the difference is just evidence that someone somewhere is not being honest about him or in the organization. And that's further, that's more, that's more frustrating to me than the actual situation of Zach. It's the covering for Zach. It's the making excuses. It's different people saying different things for different motives. Like that's the dysfunction that's breeding out across the whole team. Um, I think it was them them trying to, to cover up them bungling the whole thing. I think that because like Darlington said, it was a second time in the, concussion protocol i think that he got bungled that he he had you know the concussion i've had concussions playing football you have a headache you know it it, if it's mild i mean yeah you can you can feel like you're you're just dehydrated and and foggy and you know needs need some some hydration like i can see that being the thing and then you know, them just saying, oh, get some water. You're dehydrated. Uh, we already put you through protocol and you didn't have it. And then he went in, you know, at halftime and they actually checked him out because nothing was helping. They were like, oh, shit, you do have one. Like, I feel like this whole thing was them just trying to to cover the fact that they, they screwed up from the get-go, that he shouldn't have been out there after that first hit. So do you all feel like this situation was – 
how do I say this? Like, do you feel like Zach was just like you? Do you think Zach quit on this team? Like, do you think it was like I'm not going back out there, and and then they made it into a concussion story, or or do you feel like it was that they're you know the training staff? <laughs> training staff. We could talk for hours on the training staff, but the training staff is just ill-equipped, or or what? Like, is it was this Zach quitting, or was this the training staff bungling the situation? What do you What do you think, Josh and Travis? I I I do think that. I mean, it's some. I I think it's more the latter than the former. I don't think he is saying I don't want to play or go back out there. Um, at least not during the game. I mean, I, I think a few weeks ago, I do think it was real that he told somebody like, hey, if they're quitting on me, then why am I going back out there? Like, I do think that's mm-hmm. probably real. But I don't think in the midst of a game that a player or anybody that wants to compete at, at, at an NFL level is just going, no, man, I don't, I don't want to go back out there. Um, I, I don't think that's true. So I do think that there's some sort of, all right, well, we got to say it's this because if we say it's that, but then this guy said something different. I do agree with Travis that there's just some problem within the training, the the training department. Um, training. But I also think it bleeds across the entire organization as it, as it pertains to Zach, that we're, we, nobody seems to be on the same page with how they feel about him. And everybody seems to be afraid to just say like, he's a bust. Like he's not a, surefire top 10 quarterback like we drafted him to be he's not going to be that guy um and everybody's afraid to say it and so then everybody just starts saying everything else except that so i do i do think it's more dysfunction mm. with the organization with the training staff than it is with zach going uh no i bumped my head no no it's a wrist injury no i i need water like i don't think he's changing the phrasing of that um unless truly he was concussed and so maybe it's not like my 10 year old trying to make every excuse to stay home from school is that what you're telling oh, me it that's was not my that. kids this morning my 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 son came in this morning happy as could be, and then when I told him it was a school day, suddenly he was keeled over. So I don't think it's that. I don't think that he's, he's my five year old. Okay, Travis, thoughts on that? Do you feel like this was you know, you know, with as as serious as the NFL is trying to be, or at least tell everyone they're trying to be with concussions? Um, I don't think that there's any way that you're you're faking a concussion, especially a team faking a concussion to the NFL, because if, if that got out or if, if there was even, you know, thought of that, like that would, that would be a real PR nightmare for not just the jets, but for, for the mm-hmm. NFL. Yeah. Um, That's fair. So I, I don't think that there's any kind of conspiracy thing behind this outside of, like I said, the jets giving nine answers because they screwed up and should have had the right answer the first time. Um, okay. I, I'm, I'm with Josh. Like, I feel like, you know, probably mentally, like he is like, fuck this shit. Peace. I, I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, but you know, you, he, he's not doing it. He would not have gone out there and taken the lumps that he was taking. Uh, there's, there's much, there's a lot more things that you can say is wrong with you than, uh, you know, the most serious thing of a concussion. Um, to, to get yourself benched. Um, I, I, I don't think that there's any, any, uh, any truth behind any kind of conspiracy thing, but, uh, I don't okay. blame him for not wanting to play. And, you know, I, if, no. if, if, you know, I, I wouldn't either. Um, I mean, shit, I don't even want to watch them half the time. Um, <laughs> 
animatic. Man, you're generous. you're generous. I'm looking I at my guess, wife. Well, constantly. you're talking about the offensive yeah. side. It's the defense. Yeah, yeah. But even even yesterday, no answers no, yesterday. E- even for me, though, I mean, I'm sitting on the couch midway through the second quarter telling my wife, no, I think I have a, a head injury. No, I, I, need, I need to go get a glass of water. <laughs> I'm, I'm, looking to get, I'm, looking at, I'm looking to get out of it as well. I don't blame him at all. That's <laughs> uh, so good. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, there was this weird moment where it looked like Garrett Wilson was yelling at Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Travis, since you watched the whole game, I'm guessing you saw more of that than I did. Uh, because yeah. I was, um, I was watching the, uh, the Russians dance do their, uh, cartwheels and stuff during the Nutcracker yesterday. So, so what happened? What happened? I mean, I, I'm terrible at reading lips. I should have sent this to my brother because he's, uh, you know, he's been, deaf most of his life so he can uh he's pretty damn good at reading lips but i i haven't uh but i mean to me it looks like it's overblown uh to a certain extent it it really looks like him talking about you know uh routes pass play kind of stuff uh and it really looks like he's complaining about the quarterback play but also probably the scheme um and and the way things are being done within the scheme uh, on field, uh, so it doesn't look like it's anything more than that. It's him going to Aaron and and saying, you know, I, I maybe if you were on the field, like this would fucking work. Um, it, it, I think it was overblown. Uh, he's obviously frustrated. Like if you read, if you saw his post game uh, interview. But I don't think that was indicative of, of it. Like the the thing that was more damning to me was the them cutting to Aaron Rodgers and him just with a look of utter disgust on his face and probably a solid forty five seconds of head shaking, which is which is a lot of head shaking. I mean, it was almost uncomfortable just watching him just continuously shake his head over Give whatever yourself a concussion. Give yourself a concussion shaking your head that yeah. much, man. Yeah. It's no good. It's no good. Um well, all right, we we got it. We got to go. I got important stuff to do for for my real work, um, and, and I know you guys have busy stuff. This is Josh as a uh, as a uh, a minister. You've got a lot going on this week, Travis. You are um, <laughs> dancing between the raindrops of uh, holiday parties and white elephants in the restaurant and <laughs> corporate events and family events. So, so I'm gonna let you guys get back to it, but like. Before we do, like, how much longer of a leash does Joe Douglas get? Does he get any leash? Like, this mm. is his team. This is his handpicked team. We're going to talk more about this in the weeks ahead, but do we still give him the benefit of the doubt, or do we not do that? Josh? He's got a longer leash than I have with just about everybody else in the organization, um, but – the the complete lack of offensive line depth um is it was jarring like it it imploded the entire season and as an NFL GM you have to think that that's a baseline pursuit um especially knowing if you're bringing in Aaron Rodgers um competent offensive line play in front of him is going to be massively important can't control injuries to an extent, although I also want to have a word with the training staff. Um, but it's a longer leash, but it's still a leash, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I agree. I agree. All right. We're going to leave it there. We will talk to you all next week after this epic battle against the commanders. I, I hope you guys are ready. Mm. This is going to be some 
Um, hellacious football. Hellacious football. <laughs> Between the Jets and the Commanders. Um, yeah, who we? Yeah, we'll be back. I don't know when we're going to do a podcast because Monday is Christmas. So we'll be back at some point. Uh, no, no promises, but, uh, but we'll be back. We promise at some point or maybe some sort of shortened version of it, probably a little later than the week than you usually see us guys, all the best to you and your families, uh, this Christmas. Hope you have a merry and safe holiday, uh, listeners, same to you. Hope you guys have a great holiday, great end of the year. Um, feel free to turn off the jets at any point, you know, what's coming, you know, the product you're going to be getting. So enjoy some time with some um, mold wine or eggnog with your family instead of watching this team. That's what I did yesterday, and I had the best time. All right, everybody, we will see you soon.